Hello and welcome to another episode of the Healy and Bailey Notebook, your home for all things on the latest in the CPL, Canada's MLS clubs, and the Canadian men's and women's national team. As always, I'm Josh Healy, and I'm joined today by my friend and colleague, Mitchell Bailey. Mitchell, how are you doing? Marathon day. Uh, it's a marathon day. This is the second podcast that we're recording this morning. Just wrapped up with uh, Marcus Haber all the way over from, from Cambodia, so stay tuned. That'll be coming out sometime this week, I would say um combo went well we lost josh about 10 minutes into it but we kept fighting and uh we're here to to kind of do a quick recap on uh, everything that's that's taken place over the last week in, in the world of canadian soccer it's fantastic man and uh yeah the snow got me i i really don't know what <laughs> happened there i uh i blame lunenburg county and its rural connectivity plan you know they just they're just not meeting uh the mandate that they put out so uh ho hopefully that gets sorted but in the meantime mls is gearing back up man i'm i, I we were talking before this i'm so excited that camps have started of course um whitecaps have announced their training camp roster cf montreal has announced their roster but we got a presser from TFC. What are your thoughts or takeaways, I guess, from uh, Mr. Herdman's uh, first public appearance in 2024? So full disclaimer, I didn't catch the entire press conference. I did catch the highlights that uh, counts covering TFC decided were the most important bits to then clip and post onto X last night after I wrapped up my first game with my new team in the Halifax Sport and Social League. Oh, we got to dive into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New roster, man. What 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 are your thoughts uh, of my of my squad? Of your squad, uh, yeah. No, yeah. this is this is what the people want. This to is know. what the people want to hear. Well, you know, uh, it was a four 0 loss, but I mean, we did concede <laughs> the last two goals in like the last five minutes. But lot, I have I have faith in this team. There's there's some some uh, some veterans, some some young talent, and uh, I think it's difficult because you meet everyone and then you play a game. People don't know their positions. They don't know. We don't necessarily know the strengths and weaknesses of everyone yet. We have a we have a full time goalkeeper, which was not something I had in my fall team. Um, as I don't have a I don't have a full team yet. You know, I don't have yeah, a, yeah. I don't I, I'm still a free agent. I'm bouncing around here in this in this Dartmouth league that I'm kind of getting my feet wet in. So, um, but I, I this we had twelve players showed up seven v seven. Like our my team in the fall struggled to to have people committed. Um, on a weekly basis, sometimes we would only have six people. So uh, the commitment numbers are great. We got subs. So you're not running up and down the field for the whole hour. Uh, so we got some good players. I think with the team we played against last night, man, there's this guy on this team. I played against him in the fall. He just rips it from, he plays like center back and he takes shots from his own net and he almost scores. I'm like, this guy, I don't know if he got like, if, if he played for the Wanderers, perhaps maybe they did a trial in the first season. Things didn't go his way and then he's just like i'm joining all the winter leagues and i'm going ham because i mean one of our players jumped in front of his shots and blocked it i, I thought they were gonna you know they're, they're they, put their, they put their life on the line and one of the players on his team looked at me he's like i i wouldn't dive in front of that i don't know why he does that and i'm like yeah he, he got missiles he's a good player but uh yeah i think we i think we covered this before but uh you're a midfielder yeah like traditionally I'd like to play center mid. It's weird though, because I mean, like growing up playing eleven v eleven. I'm looking forward to this summer, like hopefully diving into, you know, not just seven v seven playing outdoors eleven v eleven. But yeah, so th the seven v seven has been an adjustment because it's like if you play center, you're in the center of the park. You got to kind of, you have to be a part of the attack, but you also have to basically play center back too. And yeah. uh, so I find myself dropping deep quite a bit, where I would like to be a little bit more involved in the in the build up play. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like this. I like a center mid, but being on the wing is fun too. You know, I I, I won't lie. I'm uh, I've always admired admired the industrious types, uh, specifically if they're like better than me and it's something I can't do. So I'm six foot six, and as you can imagine, I'm not the fastest guy on the pitch. So I've always thought like being the CDM was the coolest position, just because you have your hand in all the different pies. You're moving around. You're spraying balls. Sometimes you know you're you're punching through lines. Um, which are all things you know I dream about as 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 being a center back. <laughs> yeah, but but really you know it's uh, it, it it's one of those things where I of course haven't played in a little bit because of uh, yield concussions, um, which is sad. But I uh, I aspire I aspire one day to you know be if one you, of the, one of those center mid. If you people. move into the Halifax area and and you when you fully overcome the the concussion, if you want to if you want to join up, man, we should uh, we should bring this this po- this pod squad to the pitch. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, ball playing ability after many years off, probably not great, but big glue guy in the locker room, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Fire everybody up. Um, yeah. So T- TFC, right. Heard speaking me. of rosters and <laughs> transition, transition. transition. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to do that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I caught, I caught the I got the highlights after I came back from this game and, uh, you know, I was. Uh, yeah. So, w- what are your thoughts? You listened to to most of the press conference, right, of the whole thing? Yeah. It's it. it so it's really interesting. Um, sort of the tact that he's taken. Of course, as I mentioned, TFC is the only Canadian MLS club that has not announced announced their training camp roster as of uh, today's Tuesday at noon. Um, and a lot of what Herdman said sounds like they're gonna run it back. You know, he did acknowledge that this is a roster under construction and, and there will be some tweaks. And, you know, they did announce the recruitment of, uh, of a midfielder uh, a week or two ago. Uh, which, which, yeah, yeah, there it is, uh, which is which is great. But, you know, the two Italians are back and they're part of the leadership group. And, and it really sounds like before they start moving around too many chairs, resetting the table, if you will, uh, he's going to see if he can re-motivate this group as is, um, that's that's the biggest takeaway that I sort of got. I, I, again, you know, he said that uh, Bernadeschi and Insigne are back. They are a part of the leadership group. And it sounds like, again, we, we have yet to see anything on the pitch, but it sounds like, you know, he's got, he's got the buy-in from them. So um, it was a little bit different than, than what I was anticipating. Typically when there's a, you know, changing of the guard, switching regimes, you bring in your own people. Right, so you bring in players that you know. A lot of people, of course, have have linked uh, Canadian men's national team players potentially to being a fit with TFC. Uh, but that's not necessarily what he came out of the gates with. Again, that might be different if if we see the training camp roster and we see a bunch of invitees that we didn't expect. But uh, yeah, time time will tell. It's it's one thing to talk about the mentality and the culture which, of course, with his time with the Canadian men's women's national team, Herman, is, he showed he can do. He builds culture. That's, mm. you know, that's what he does, right? He, he, he's able to piece things together. Uh, but, it's a, but it's another thing to, to actually see it reflected for, for a squad that, you know, was horrendous last year, right? Yeah. So like, let's, let's not pull any punches. punches. They, they were as bad as bad can be. So uh, the good news is there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, I see that uh, Brandon Cervania, who 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 was out for the last quarter of the season in twenty twenty three, appears to be back and and training. So, I mean, uh, that that's that's one takeaway I saw from some of the the videos, or at least was there for his medicals and whatnot. Um, 
apparently he, I know Herman said something about Marshall Ruddy who yeah. broke records in his assessment you know when they first got together whatever that entails um that sounds positive he said that deandre kerr has been putting in a lot of work in, in the off season um you know i don't know if, i don't think that deandre kerr should be the player that this this club puts you know all their eggs in one basket and, and put all this pressure on this on this young 20 year old to, to perform although it's argued to like I mean, considering the, the salary discrepancy between him and, let's say, Bernadeschi, and they had a, the same goal output um, last season, you know, that, that really says something. Um, but I think that we could expect a, a, a good year from him. And, and like you said, what, what Herman's whole thing is, is is creating that culture and that environment. And I think that from what it sounds like and what I, the direction I think he would go in in the offseason, it sounds like he – probably has taken that approach to really like he I don't know how effective this is but he says like he's really getting to know you know the Italians as a as as fathers as as family men as as footballers yeah. as people and I don't know like he talks about that that buy-in which um I made a post about um after listening to Herman's interview on the Football America's podcast and like you know he t they ask him are, are the Italian DPs bought in and it's like really I love Herman and I'm so stoked just for like the Herman lore that the the character arc to see if story he, continues right yeah can he pull this off with the worst team in MLS right now um after doing you know these turnarounds of the women's and, and men's national teams and like um he talks about yeah he's asked about that buy-in and I, I must say like he gave such a word salady answer he was like no, i'm bought into their buying in <laughs> it's like they're <laughs> bought in and we're all buying in and like it was just like i i really don't think that you're gonna get that i don't he doesn't so far it i feel like behind the scenes nothing there's so many moving parts that aren't fully um set in stone yet that it just seems like anytime he's had to come out and do an interview publicly or a press conference he he you know big smile very charismatic and it's like listen everything is fine you know they're really they, they want to prove something and it's like these are all great things to hear but at the end of the day we'll we'll really see how that transpires once we start to get a glimpse of the first few performances on the pitch and um yeah so i mean there were some takeaways and he talked about Tyree Spicer who wants yeah. to 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 really I, 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 that's encouraging to me. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it transfers from the collegiate to the MLS level, but you know, that it's, it's happened in the past and um, with, with college players coming into MLS that are drafted highly. So I, I, I choose to be optimistic about Tyree Spicer and um, yeah, what? Well, yeah. It seems like, yeah, they, they have confidence in him and, and Tyrese is motivated too. And I, I I mean I would love that idea of him coming out and, and being a, a, a someone that performs and, and actually has an effect on the game. A hundred percent. And uh, if I remember correctly as well, he also mentioned that uh, their former draftee Charlie Sharp is also going to be at camp as well. Um, very similar to you. I would love to see a bit of a youth movement, right? Inject some some creativities, you know, uh, that, that energy, the exuberance that only young players can have. Um, I think, it, you know, it, it's just a different look and they're hungry as well. Right. So that'll shake things up a little bit for some players who have been there a little bit longer. You know, you don't want people to be comfortable. Not yeah. in sport. Yeah. And Charlie Sharp as well. I, I was reading that, that article that the waking the, uh, waking the red published last yep. night. It's funny. You mentioned that cause I just brought it up here and, and, and his, uh, I think Sharp played a, whole five years at the at the college level and it's always so interesting this argument 
where people are like, well, he's 23. You know, players of 23 in Europe have been in academy since they were like 16, if they were thought to be going professional. And, and they've already been playing pro for about five years. And this guy's just going to make that that transition into, into pro now. Um, but I mean, you've seen it with like Laren, Buchanan. You know, there's there's countless players that come from the college level and succeed in MLS and, and perhaps go even further. So it's not something to entirely rule out. And he could also get some minutes with MLS Next Pro um, with, with TFC, too. But um, I mean, it sounds like with if they were to to sign Charlie Sharp, um, he's a forward, uh, scores goals. I think he he holds the record for um, the, the, the college that he's with for, for the, the goal scored. Um, I saw this quote here from, from their head coach, uh, his head coach, Mark uh, Howell. He said that he's the player. He's that player. Every coach dreams of having the opportunity to coach and an absolute nightmare to think about playing or coaching against. So I'm like, why not? If it's low risk, why not? Why not throw him into the roster again? You know, uh, the forward depth as of right now, like Io Akinola, you know, if you have Charlie Sharp, you know, if Tyree Spicer on the wing, um, uh, you know, Bernadeski and, and, and Singe obviously on, on the wings, DeAndre Kerr. I mean, it's it's just like, I mean, uh, Cassius Malula, who was the South African player they signed in the summer, who, mm-hmm. you know, got hurt pretty quickly. I expect there to be more of him being involved. I'm surprised there's not as much talk about him because in the summer, a lot of people were like, oh, this is an exciting young player. And uh, we didn't see much of him. So and then you have Diamande, who was injured for most of last season. Um, so I don't know if he's back, but yeah, just a lot of questions around the forwards. And it's like, if these guys could play at their best, then then this could be a decent team. But if if, if it's like last season, then not like you said, like it's it's you know, there's not much changing really. It's uh yeah. Yeah. And uh again, it was it was a bit interesting as well. Um, you know, this was the first me- media availability. Uh <laughs> After there was so much made of no one being at the end of season availability, um, I saw that James Sharman from Footy Prime, uh, he was in attendance. And of course, the ever diligent uh, John Molinaro from TFC Republic was also there. Um, we we're just chatting about it off air, but uh, uh, it, it was it was nice to see John's back after his vacation uh, to continue his, his coverage because it's fantastic. I, I absolutely love reading it. And uh, if, if you haven't already, Check it out, listener. It's a, it's a good read. Yeah, most Mo- definitely. We need that. Moving on. Need that team yeah, precisely. Right? Media supports media. But uh, I, I wanted to jump over a little bit to the Whitecaps as well. Or actually, I, I uh, for TFC, they are getting ready to travel to Florida as we speak. Actually, they're supposed to leave on Tuesday, and they reported for their medicals on Saturday. So in the next little bit here, I think we'll get some roster news to see who's on the uh, the camp list, but uh, I'm not sure if there'll be any surprises or not at this time. And, and before moving on from TFC as well, obviously we should mention that they, they did sign uh, D.A.B. Flores, the Honduran international last week, who is expected to probably jump right into that starting 11 and, and uh, take over that responsibility that was formerly held by, by TFC legend and captain Michael Bradley. So yep. I, I'm interested to see how how his his playing style fits in with, with, with Herdman's uh, approach and uh you know he's coming from the the hungarian first division and um you know has has played against herdman as he mentioned i think during the the brief period we answered some questions yesterday as with his time with the honduran national team so yeah it's, it's, i think he's 27 and I, I think that's a good signing i mean he yeah he's not someone that's entirely breaking the bank but but someone who who sees to seems to be very comfortable in that position and has that flair and um 
if it works out well for TFC, that'll that'll evoke some confidence. And um, so I'm I'm really excited to to watch him as as things get underway and hear how he's performing in preseason. But one more thing is the 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 discussion about the captain armband and the captain's right. armband. And I believe that Herman said he's going to be announcing that soon. I mean, you assume it's going to go to Jonathan Osorio. Right? I, it, he, he it seems like the no brainer choice, but. Who knows? Maybe it, it it might be something where he goes with someone unexpected to change it up and put his own stamp on it. As you said, Osario is is the logical choice, but mm-hmm. it's weird that he would be like, "We'll we'll ta- we'll announce this later." I wonder if they're going to let the players vote or something like that. I think that yeah, the players vote. I, I would imagine it would be the logical conclusion to give it to Jonathan Osorio, especially players that have been at the club for for a bit, which isn't too many, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I think that uh, he did say something about his leadership group being Osorio, Sean Johnson, Shane yep. O'Neill, Insigne, and, and Bernadeschi. So everything is everything is implying so far from what the the, the messaging is is implying that that the, the two Italians will be here for the 2024 season. And you know, I know that everybody's already checked out on having any kind of interest in seeing them still playing for Toronto FC lost all hope and everyone has every right to to have that approach and i would be in favor of, of selling them off if a club would be willing to take them on you know you had the rumors of insigne going to, to fiorentina which were quickly shot down and bernadeschi going to juve to the end of the season on a loan that doesn't enable that doesn't uh say that he's entitled to signing with them it just makes no sense because no other club in europe will pay them the salary that they're getting in toronto right now so uh, they have to choose like money or you know, TFC would have to take a loss to to offload them as well, unfortunately. So it seems like they're going to be around. And man, I love a good redemption story. You know, like I'd love to see the, the, them buy in to Herman buying into their buy in and and uh, it leading Toronto to to being at least a competitive team. Um, and uh, so, did you see that clip of Bernadeschi walking into uh, like to do his medical or whatever that TFC posted yesterday. And it's a picture of him on the wall. That's like included in this one minute edit. And it's like Bernadeschi walking down the hall and there's a photo of him on the wall, but like the TFC emblem under it. And it says something like um, born to win or just kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's, he doesn't look too impressed. <laughs> like, it's like he's seeing, like he's not impressed at his own, at his own photo on the wall or I, I can't, in general. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if he's disgusted with himself or his <laughs> career choice or whatever, or how it's went or how it wasn't the right project. But he, uh, yeah, he, there's a, there's, if you go look at the TFC's um, one minute clip they posted yesterday on their, on their X account, it has this quick shot of Bernadeschi walking in, he has bags on, he catches a glimpse of himself on the, in the hallway on a, in a poster. And yeah, he just, no smile. No, it just, it's a very depressing kind of scene, but uh yeah, yeah, I um, times. I had actually not seen that, but that's that's pretty funny. I'll I'll go check it out later. Um, just to transition to uh, one of the other clubs a bit, we want to give them some airtime. Uh, sure. CF Montreal has also opened their camp, um, as mentioned, and of course they're doing so with their new head coach, Mister Laurent Courtois, fresh off with the uh, Columbus Crew. Um, so it's a very exciting time for them. Um, obviously, I don't think too much will have changed uh, just from their roster. Again, it's mostly um, the roster coming back from last year that was ever so close to qualifying for the playoffs. Um, but uh, again, you know, we know that Saputo is is 
not going to spend any more money than they already are. It's all about what the head coach is able to get out of this roster. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do, but um, I'm, I'm sure you saw this as well. There recently was uh, in The Athletic and a number of other media outlets, uh, Thierry Henry opened up about his time as the coach for CF Montreal and how with the pandemic being far away from his family and things like that, um, he really struggled with the role and kind of asked himself, you know, why, why am I traveling to, to, to Canada when my heart's not in it? So obviously they've gone through a number of head coaches in the last couple of years, do you uh, do you think Coltois could stick for a bit? Yeah, I think so. Well, he was um, the assistant coach at, at the Columbus Crew, correct? At the, the that Lions, is correct. Yeah, helped them get to the the MLS Cup final. Um, and then the year prior, he won MLS Next Pro with the Columbus Crew. Yep. Um, so obviously, he has a you know a winning identity that that hopefully he could he could bring over to CF Montreal. Worked closely with the uh, for Nancy, so who was at Montreal. So it seems as if like what's going on behind closed doors and, and, and their approach to, to matches, if, if, if he could take that, it's kind of like a return of, of what they had before Nancy went to, to Columbus. So um, I, I can't say that I, I uh, have done much research into the, the background of, of the new coach and I'm that familiar with him, but if, if there's his success in Columbus is any indication of what he can bring to Montreal, I think that Montreal supporters could be optimistic about um, the season ahead. Yeah. And again, very, very similar just in his opening press conference and stuff. He, he, he talked a lot about the young players uh, and developing them, which makes sense considering uh, the club's budgetary restrictions, right? They're going to try and grow with from within and, you know, sell players if they can. But uh, for the most part, I don't expect we'll see too, too many changes uh, with Courtois at the helm. Obviously, they do have high expectations of, of being able to make it into the playoffs, and they were oh so close, losing uh, in the last match last year. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens uh, moving forward in the next little bit. And also, the Whitecaps. Oh, before, before we jump into the Whitecaps, I think this would be a good opportunity to just kind of Chime in and, and uh, say that, you know, Montreal has, they as of yesterday, they did announce that they did make two signings for the upcoming season with uh, Sebastian Brezza, the, mm-hmm. the Canadian, a 25-year-old Canadian goalkeeper, penning a, a two-year deal with Montreal and and being acquired on a, on a permanent transfer from Bologna and, and Syria. Um, you know, he never made an appearance for Bologna, so... Um, but he did, you know, he spent four years at the club. He was on loan to teams in, in Switzerland's first division, and he went to Montreal and helped them win the uh, the Canadian Championship in 2021. So he's had time at Montreal already and then played some time in the, in the Serie C. So never got to crack that first team for, for Bologna. But uh, obviously that's that uh, Saputo connection there between CF Montreal and, and Bologna. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him back in the fold because obviously, you know, he's a talented goalkeeper that has uh, – you know, some experience overseas and could bring something to the table. I, I would think as a, as a backup, Jonathan Sirwa has that, that position locked down as of right now yeah. after a pretty, pretty um, confidence inspiring season. And um, they also picked up a 2020 or 2020, a 22 year old uh, Uruguayan defender, uh, Joaquin Sosa on loan from Bologna for the upcoming mm-hmm. season as well. Um, he's uh, had received quite a few uh, youth caps with, with Uruguay and, um, played his professional career in the domestic league there before making the, the move over to Italy. So there are, those are two acquisitions that I think, uh, you know, Montreal fans could, could, could feel quite confident about. To look forward to talking about looking forward. Uh, we're less than a month away from the Whitecaps hosting Mexican powerhouse Tigres. Uh, so that's on Wednesday, February 7th. Of course, uh, that's the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. 
and like it seems all of the Champions Cup games in Canada is going to actually be at Starlight in <laughs> in Langford, uh, much to the chagrin of of uh, Cavalry fans. But uh, yeah, so they've they've kicked off their camp, uh, which is great. So they've got thirty five players uh, again. Uh, a, a lot of the same roster coming back, but they do have uh, three of their unsigned uh, draft picks coming in and they've got a trialist as well um, who has a long history, but of course is not currently in contract with uh, Vancouver. And that is Thomas Hassel. Hassel. Mm-hmm. Um, so of, he came up through their academy and had uh, had season ending surgery, if I remember correctly. So um, someone who, you know, Whitecaps fans will already be very familiar with. But, uh, yeah, the clock is ticking away. It's not too much longer until we're going to have some uh, Champions Cup football. Yeah, it's exciting, man. I also saw the the spot that they're training uh, in Spain right now. The Whitecaps posted a, a cool little edit. It's like a drone shot of the of the pitch that they're, they're training on. It's, like, right next to this highway that kind of, like, is at the bottom of, like, this look off of this mountain. And there was some nice, like... Uh, like Latin American guitar music playing in the background of the edit. And I, I came across it while I was at the gym and it made me switch my, my playlist to, I just looked up like Latin American guitar and it just like changed my vibe completely. So shout out to the Whitecaps, uh, uh, preseason training camp for, uh, changing my music, uh, selection in the gym. I, uh, I'm sure it's coming, but clubs always seem to do like a goal song playlist or, or something like that. I wonder if it's going to be a little bit more uh, Spanish, uh, like. I wonder Latin, if we get some friendlies Latin in themed. over there too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I I don't think I've seen anything announced um, on that end of things for friendlies. I did uh, see that. Um, speaking of the Whitecaps, I did see a report yesterday. I don't know who put this out, but um, uh, Raposo. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah might be I, there's interest from uh i think it was a, a club in shanghai uh that was interested in, in picking him up um ryan raposo i i don't know yeah and i said that that perhaps like a, a citizen a chinese citizenship could could be in the in the cards if he chose to join the, the <laughs> shanghai club as well to have him um be eligible for for their national team as he never actually has been called up for or made any appearances for Canada. He's only, you know, 24 years old and he's been a uh, pretty prominent uh, part of the, the Whitecaps lineup for the last three seasons, um, Ryan Raposo. So not sure if that'll come into fruition, but I thought that was kind of a, an, an eye grabbing report that I saw yesterday. Yeah. We'll have to see if it comes through. We're, we're in silly season a little bit in so much <laughs> yeah, as true. there's, there's a lots of rumors going around and this and that and the other thing you never know whether it's all going to come together or not, obviously. I like and that silly season, silly season. Yeah. Yeah. I stole in that general. from uh, 32 thoughts, the podcast, uh, <laughs> which I think, you know, I'm a big fan of Jeff Merrick always says, you know, it's silly season, Elliot. Yeah. Don't believe everything you hear for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see if that comes through. But um, yeah, do we do we want to switch to some CPL news, talking about transfers and stuff like that? I've yeah, throw it under my hat. Let's throw on the CPL hat. Yeah, yeah. So switching over to the CPL, and of course my blog at wandersnotebook.ca. I uh, got a bit of Wanderers news to report. Previously, uh, the reporter Manuel Veth, who works for Transfer Market, had sent out a sources tweet that a. Uh, Italian midfielder by the name of Giorgio Probo uh, 
was set to sign with the Halifax Wanderers. And of course that sent my, uh, my antenna on end and I started picking away at things. And so uh, I've been able to follow up on his report and confirm that Giorgio has indeed signed with the Wanderers. I've got it from multiple sources. So it's, uh, it's locked in. And I think the Wanderers are getting a heck of a player. Uh, he's a natural midfielder. Uh, this past year at Creighton, uh, which is the school he played for, same one as Callum Watson, incidentally. Um, he was incredible. Uh, he had five goals and 14 assists. Uh, he led the way for Creighton, uh, especially on the attack. Uh, he's a bit diminutive in size, uh, but he's very skillful. I've, I've heard him described as uh, a luxury player before. Um, and his biggest asset is definitely his vision. He's good on special teams. Uh, he's, he's good with both feet. I actually even had a chance to talk to his coach, Johnny Torres, and he emphasized, you know, not only is this a phenomenal footballer, but also a great person. And he's been, uh, obviously growing up in Italy, he played in youth Academy systems over there. You know, he, he treated his collegiate career like a, like it was pro, like he was living like a pro the entire time and jumping to the professional ranks in the CPL. He thinks he's going to have a very, very smooth transition. Um, this is very exciting, obviously, for the Wanderers. And I'm curious to see where he slots into Patrice Geyser's system. Uh, again, he played as a, as a 10 before. And with the retirement of Yal Morelli, I could see him kind of filling that role a little bit, but maybe more, of course, uh, on the playmaker side of things. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, nice to see one of the first Wander signings come in that I was able to, to confirm because as we know, Wander's Wednesday starts January 31st. So, uh, I got the hop on a little bit. Um, again, it's only recently that, uh, I nailed this down. So there will be a piece coming out shortly with all the details and some interviews and get to know the player. But, uh, yeah, I think similar to last year, uh, the Wander's, uh, staff have hit one out of the park with this fellow i'll definitely look forward to that piece as well um i guess you could say that it's a wanderers tuesday considering uh, we're, look we're at dropping that, this news eh? right now ahead of time um yeah that's very interesting the wanderers will have quite a uh, international midfield or as far as uh you know uh, uh chance creating players that, that 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 kind of can look for those opportunities play the ball into space and uh you know break the lines of one ice cities in 10 um also, I was going to ask what uh, position has he has he typically been playing at the, the collegiate level, but um, yeah, that's exciting, man. I like that. That sounds, uh, I yeah, yeah. What well, one thing I've been wondering, of course, where we don't know all the signings yet for the Wanderers, is uh, I wonder if there's going to be a lot more of an international flavor this year, because obviously they only have so many spots that they're able to have for non-Canadian players. But you had Fumpa, you had Morelli, and you had Colum leave last year. Yeah. Those are three international spots that opened up. And as they kind of showed with Lorenzo Caligari and other clubs have shown with, you know, Ali Bassett, Meyer Bevan, those international spots are really a, a great opportunity to get a game-breaking player. Right. Like, and what, what things- is the, the maximum number of, of international roster spots a team can have is five, correct? So they have Rompersad, they'll have this guy, Lorenzo Caligari, and uh, Callum Watson. Yeah. Still room for one more. Still room for one more. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I wonder, uh, yeah, if they'll get someone of a similar profile in terms of, you know, they have that academy upbringing in Europe. 
uh, likely Europe. And then, you know, something happened. They went to college, you know, they, their career didn't pan out as they were. And then they get an opportunity with the Wanderers where they'll kind of walk on to um, a prominent position, which which I do think Probo will do. I, yeah. I think he'll have a good shot at, at uh, logging a lot of minutes. And uh, again, you know, he had, I think, 22 assists over his time at Creighton. So I, I expect we'll see him uh, whipping some balls into the box and uh, hoping some, some attackers get on the end of it. So that's, uh, yeah, big stuff, big stuff. Definitely, man. Any other CPL news you got? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, well, we, we haven't talked to him yet, but uh, we're going to. Uh, Josh Deming of One Soccer uh, had an exclusive out that David Norman Jr. Uh, is likely to sign for Vancouver FC. Obviously, he's uh, a former CPLer who moved across over to Europe, uh, and he's a fantastic player. Uh, he actually, I'm trying to remember what club he was with. It's escaping my brain now. But uh, he actually just got, or was with a club that was promoted over in the UK. Uh, so he's coming off that high and heading back to Canada uh, to play. St. Patrick's Athletic. Um, in Ireland, and they, uh, yeah, they played that 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 uh, FAI Cup final, and it yeah. was like a, the record level attendance for the match. It was like a domestic cup, and they ended up winning. Um, so yeah, he he's had a pretty successful stint over in in Europe. Yeah, and so to see him come off the back of that and decide to sign for a well local to him club. Uh, he's originally from BC, um, as I understand it. That's that's huge and, and and a feather in the cap of Vancouver FC because that's a that's a big piece for the back line, right? This is a guy who's gone internationally now. Uh, you know, he previously paid, played with Cavalry and he was a standout. So um, I think that's a big, big get for them. And I think Vancouver could be sneaky deadly this that's year. That's what right? I mean. Like, like think about them t- towards the end of, uh, they won like the last, they won four of their last six matches when they yep. were just starting to figure things out in, in the 2023 season. And now it like, Ben Fisk joining the ranks, and now you have David Norman Jr. Um, yeah, they're shaping up to be I, they're definitely uh, playoff contenders for sure, or top four perhaps. I don't know. Let's I I, I like that 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 idea, I like that prospect. Yeah, and and of course they have uh, Garcia at midfield. Like all of their deadline, like their transfer uh, additions in the middle of the season are sticking around for the most part. So like, I think that bodes really well. Like Mickey Contav is a great attacking player. Um, I, I, I really like him and reported on him when he moved from cavalry over. Um, of course they have TJ, uh, Tahid, who's going to be one year better, right? He just finished up his training stint over. And over the and, uh, yeah. So, uh, they know he'll be back. Um, as you said, they added Ben Fisk, uh, they'll, they'll have Alejandro Diaz for a full season as well. I think he'll find his, his place a little bit more. Obviously it was, it's a bit disjointed coming over, um, from, from Europe mid season with, you know, a, a, a not only new teammates, but by everything was new. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how they do this season. And I think they could be sneaky good. I think, I think they've upped their, their game after, uh, maybe a, a, a rough start last year and, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, we talked about the Whitecaps preparing for their Champions Cup stuff, which is great. Uh, Forge has started their camp already. Uh, so they announced that uh, I, I think it was uh, pretty well Jan 1 they started. Uh, so we still don't have very much information in terms of new signings and things like that. 
don't worry, I'm going to delve into it. (laughs) Uh, But they're getting ready to travel to Mexico. Uh, and they're going to do part of their camp down that way, come back to Hamilton, uh, back and forth or whatever. So um, I expect we'll be hearing a little bit more roster news from them in the very near future now that camp is underway. And I did reach out to Cavalry to see what was going on there because we hadn't heard too, too much. And of course, they're going to be traveling to Starlight Stadium uh, for their Champions Cup match. And I was told Uh, that we're going to get news about their schedule and camp very shortly. I would expect sometime this week. Uh, So it'll be interesting, again, to see what that looks like um, from a roster standpoint, but also from a travel standpoint. I'm always fascinated with, you know, how do you prepare to go play a winter match in BC and that's supposed to be your home match and then then fly south where it's just completely different climate. Like that... That, that sort of organizational planning in, in the football world, like, it's madness to me to think about, like, doing that, right? Like, it's, uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. There should be some more news coming on that shortly. Yes, most certainly. And uh, if you'd like, we could we could do the switch over now to do a little quick recap of uh, Canadian men's national team players abroad over the weekend. Let's do and, it. Yeah, we could uh, tap in with, uh, First, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Kyle Laren, who's now uh, scored in back-to-back matches for, for Mallorca. He scored his second La Liga goal this weekend in a draw against, uh, I think it was Celta Vigo. Yes. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now, now he has um, three in his last six matches. Uh, Mallorca also plays today in the Copa del Rey round of 16 against uh, Tenerife of Liga 2. So they'll need him to, co- to continue in that form to to hopefully progress to the next round in the, in the Copa del Rey tonight. Um, Jonathan David now has uh, four goals in, and three assists in the span of two matches. Uh, a little stat padding against uh, um, that side of, uh, for Martinique. Uh, he scored against uh, – well, he did score in the Coupe de France. Yeah, so he scored again for Lille on Sunday as they beat Lorient 3-0 uh, in Ligue 1. Uh, that's now four goals for David in his last two matches in all competitions. You know, considering the hat trick he grabbed in Lille's 12-0 thrashing of uh, martinique's uh, golden lion to saint joseph in the coupe de france so david now has uh, six goals and one assist in uh, 18 league one matches this season but he has 11 in all competitions so he's kind of ramping up now i'm hoping to uh, to really see this form continue for both of our our two uh, go-to strikers on the uh, the national team um so so yeah that's that that's all promise it's really good major weekend for uh Canadian men's national team followers because you know Tejon Buchanan. This was the big. This was the big weekend on top of uh, our two strikers scoring. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, man, I, it's so strange because Inter really played up him for uh, for that tilt or whatever, and yeah. he was on the bench and it was like, okay, like with all this hype, he's got to see the pitch. He's got to see the pitch. <laughs> and it it just never is not a yeah not a nothing and it was the biggest um i think it was monza's uh highest uh difference in in and gold uh difference in in a lot i think they lost they lost 5-1 i watched the whole match and it was the biggest away away victory in syria this season uh yeah there wouldn't have been a better time to get him in for a, a run towards the end but they they used up all five substitutes in the second half and and uh, no no chance for uh, Buchanan yet and I'm sure that there was uh, Inzaghi probably had a uh, you know he has a reason for that and and Buchanan only began training with uh, the team I think six days before that match anyway so 
it was um, or five. Of, I think the game was on Saturday. It's quick turnaround. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's not um, it, you know, it's not a major shock that he didn't get to see the pitch um, on the weekend. But uh, hopefully, we could we could start to see him make his way off the bench as he gets more familiar with their 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 tactical approach in the field and and, and what is expected of him and you know, how he's showing in, in training that he can match those expectations. So I, I, I don't think that um, it was a major disappointment, but like you said, yeah, they had the, you know, that's such a big rollout after the signing. And then um, the, the, the little videos they had uploaded to like Serial's account on X posted that clip of Buchanan, like a close-up shot of him training before, before the game. So it kind of, I don't know, maybe they were playing into the fact that they knew that, uh, all footy fans in Canada were kind of on the edge of the seat turning, tuning into that game. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's not really that big of a deal. I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll see him make his debut in, in the span of the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, ju- just an aside, I saw that Romo let uh, Jose Mourinho go. How are you feeling about that there? I think they're down to ninth now on the table. It's, I know. It's fall they- from grace, my guy. I know I was I was a bit surprised honestly. Um, fans uh, turned on him quite quickly. It was because his his performance against Lazio, the the the, the derby della capitale, like the last I think he plays played Lazio he's played Lazio six times with Roma, lost four times, and they haven't scored in their last four games against Lazio. So them crashing out of the Coppa Italia midweek um, was pretty disappointing for Roma fans, and then they lost three one against Milan on on Sunday and. Um, I uh, yeah I, I disclaimer I've 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 been I'm a, I've become an adopted Roma supporter ever since the the Serie A season started because I went to Rome and I went to a game so now I'm like they're my team, uh but uh yeah it's hard I I think yeah they I, I don't know if they've announced an interim manager yet but uh maybe Mourinho should come coach the Canadian men's national team I tweeted at Canada Soccer this morning and I was like uh, <laughs> give the, give the special one a home, <laughs> that's so funny. Can you imagine? I, I'm not sure Canadian media would be ready for someone so abrasive. Yeah, I don't know if he—he's never coached a, a national team. I don't know if he could. No. Uh, I mean, he's 60 now, so you know he's—he's he's getting a bit up there. So maybe it'd be a bit easier on on, on him if he just kind of, you know, he wasn't doing the the weekend fix the weekly fixtures, just every international window yeah, working yeah. out between them. But man, that would be fantastic. I don't know if we have the budget. I know we don't have the budget for that, but. We can move move a few things around, get some more sponsorships. I don't know. Let's let's bring them in for twenty twenty seven. That would make perfect sense. Let's go. Uh, it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Who who's next on the docket? Uh, Alfonso Davies was back in the starting eleven for Bayern Munich on Friday afternoon. He uh, helped them lead them to a three 0 win. Um, he uh, completed the most dribbles in the match. I got the foot mob foot mob stats here, but ninety percent passing accuracy, thirteen passes in the final third, four chances created. Two clearances, eight recoveries, three interceptions. So, from those statistics, I didn't catch the game. Looked like he was. Looks like he's back in action. Looks like he's uh, he's back performing. I mean, there's all the debate about is he going to Real Madrid in the summer? Will he play the finish up the contract or get the extension with Bayern Munich? I, I think that I saw a report Real Madrid reached out to his people and said not to uh, to not not to extend with Bayern. Munich. they're they're formally asking him, don't. Don't, don't do uh, it. Don't engage in those talks. Yeah, don't uh, don't extend. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, this is a that would be a career. It's going to be a career defining summer for him if he chooses to be stay at Bayern Munich and just. I mean, it's not a bad 
he doesn't have bad options by any means. Bayern Munich are a huge club. So he could be a legend there, or he could try something else at, at Real Madrid and be a part of the the new era of the Galacticos and join uh, Vinny Jr. and uh, Bellingham and Ancelotti. But uh, looks like he's picking his performances back up. People were kind of uh, criticizing his form towards the end of uh, 2023. So yeah, well, it looked like back. he's running around the pitch with the stack of paper behind him, right? So tied to his waist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, uh, a few other things, Luca Petrasso, who was a T- former TFC alumni and, uh, joined Orlando city. He's uh, gone on loan for six months in Italy. So Buchanan's not the only Canadian that, uh, jumped over to Italy in this, this transfer window. Uh, yeah, Luca Petrasso, um, joining Serie C club, uh, Triestina who are top of their, um, their, their division in, in Serie C right now. So they could be looking for a promotion to Serie B, which is like a pretty high level. That would be nice to see, you know, Canadian playing in as well. That's still yet to be capped by the national team. And it's only 23 uh, left back. So yeah, Luca Petrasso is over there in Italy and he didn't play on the weekend, but uh, their manager did say they're looking to throw him right into the lineup. So nice to get some playing time over there. Um, Theo Bear was a player of the month for Motherwell in Scotland after he uh, got three goals and one assist in the span of two games. Uh, E.K. Ugbo joined uh, Sheffield Wednesday on loan until the end of the season, uh, helped them stay up in the championship. And uh, Vancouver FC's uh, Gabriel Batar debuted mm-hmm. for uh, Lebanon in the 83rd minutes of the uh, their first match of the Asian Cup, which is pretty cool to see a, a you know CPL player playing at a, a tournament with uh, that much exposure. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he's the first CPL player to do so. Um, yeah. If memory serves, now that I've said it out loud, I'm like, was he? But I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I, I saw that tweet out by, by the club. So okay, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna saw that too. I mean, hey, we're allowed to make mistakes every now and then. <laughs> and if you get mad, just tweet at us or whatever. We're working on it. But uh, yeah, that's that's the roundup there. I think we did pretty good uh, as far as the second podcast recording of the day here. Man, we're in fine form. We're in fine form. It's only twelve forty. Right? We've got the rest rest of the day to you know gear up for the next pod i know this must be my off day from work but man hey i don't care the grind never stops you know (laughs) well i uh the grind will stop very shortly for me because uh, i think i told you we ordered a new sauna for finland uh, like a sauna stove and the weather is perfect for it so we've got our new narvi sauna stove installed and uh gonna go have a sweat on this afternoon and uh ignore all my responsibilities dude i love that that's crazy no i don't think you told me that but i think i need to i need to uh, get a drive up to lunenburg right now because uh yeah man it's uh it's great. actually it's actually wicked so of course i'm on a big old acreage and uh we have a sauna house built in the woods and so we've got you know properly cedared inside shut off got a wood stove installed or whatever and then we've got a cast iron bathtub outside so you sauna at least how the Finns do it is you sauna for 30 40 minutes uh we do it until you just can't bear the heat anymore right and then you go plunge in that tub and like i have my fitbit or whatever i wear and like i can you can tell when your body's ready to go out like your heart heart rate will be 130 sitting there in 80 85 degrees and then you'll go sit in the tub and you'll just see a plummet down to your resting heart rate and like you feel 
fantastic wow. after it's it's incredible so we usually do a couple rounds and uh on on snow days of course the, this is the advantage uh fellows of being a of being a freelancer where i can be like i've got a story a couple stories due at the end of the week i'm gonna ignore those and uh i'm gonna go have a sauna so uh, that's that's what's on my docket we gotta do a podcast recording live from the sauna someday dude it uh it would be They'll probably break the equipment. A lot lower energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd just be like, man, I'm feeling so good. So I love well, football. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be totally zen down. Maybe we could try to book an interview with Jose Mourinho. Bring him in. He's all amped up. He's hyper. Calm him down and 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 sell him on the prospect of, uh, you know, becoming the next head coach of uh, the Canadian national team. Maybe. Yeah. yeah you know what? I would love that. The only thing is. I don't think I speak enough languages to hold a conversation with Jose. I saw recently he he was like being interviewed or whatever, and he just answered in a completely different language that the question was asked. And I think it was asked in um, Italian, and he answered in Portuguese. Uh, and it just like the the reporter didn't speak Portuguese, so I had to like get everything translated afterwards. And I was just well, like, Whew. yeah, he got to start as a translator at a club. I don't know if it was I forget if it was with I don't know if it was uh, Sporting in in Portugal or Benfica or Porto or one of the Portuguese main Portuguese clubs. But I know he came up uh, working with Barcelona, um, so maybe it was at Barcelona. But yeah, I I think about that often. I actually that's funny you say that. I think about how I wonder how many languages that Jose Mourinho can speak often because like he speaks Italian. He spent so much yep. time in Italy. He's from Portugal, so he speaks Portuguese. I've watched interviews of him talking in English. Um, he coached Real Madrid, so yep. speaks Spanish, right? So yeah, I was going to say, if you speak Italian, you're you're a hop, skip, and a jump away from Spanish and French. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, I'm sure, he speaks a bit of French. I mean, what a guy! This is the Jose Mourinho tribute episode, I guess. Uh, apparently, apparently. Just quickly before we sign off here, how many languages do you speak? You have a bit of the Gaelic. I I, I know uh, for Cape, some Cape Bretoners do. No Gaelic, but uh, so in 2022, I uh, I went on an international trip with NSCC for a month to Ecuador, and uh, I took Spanish lessons while I was there, and I did a little Duolingo before I went down. But then ever since I came back, um, I've I've been a Duolingo student, and my streak, my Spanish streak, is at a, today it hits 550 days. So. Um, cool. I I've been I know I mean it's Duolingo but it does it is helpful and I think that sure. it's getting to a point now where like if I heard if I hear someone speaking in Spanish like I'm like oh they said street and they said we <laughs> and I have and I'll you know like I'm like okay I think he's talking about like I was listening to that Football America's podcast the other day and they were yeah, interviewing yeah. I forget who it was Houston Dynamo but I think it was Herrera and he was speaking in Spanish and I was like I think he's saying that he thinks that they have a strong team that'll do better this year, like the general answer. And that was, I was pretty close. So um, I think I could get it. I could maneuver a bit if I went back to a Spanish speaking country, but I want to get better. I find lately with just how many things I got going on, I just get a reminder on Duolingo. It's like, you, you better do a lesson or you're going to lose your streak. And I'm like, ah, and I just do one lesson. But yeah, I would like to be fluent in Spanish someday. And I took French growing up in junior high, but I think my Spanish is better than my French right now. At this point, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did French immersion all the way through, and then I, um, I also uh, for my degree, I studied French as well, and uh, didn't exchange to France the whole nine yards or whatever. So my French very, very good, uh, and I've always thought it's 
it's funny because I previously lived in Ottawa and I lived in New Brunswick as well. And, you know, I use French all the time. It's feeling great. I, I would have described myself as perfectly bilingual. You know how much French I've spoken since I moved to Lindenberg County? Like zip, zilch. Uh, when I worked on the Blue Nose, sometimes I, I was the only one of the crew who spoke French, so I got a bit there. But uh, since then, it's it, I've, I've try and keep it up by watching like French TV, reading Le Monde or whatever it is. But uh, it could, it can be hard in in uh, Nova Scotia sometimes. <laughs> oh, definitely. You got to go to like Shetty Camp or somewhere like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no man, it's good. It's good to be. We we strive to to be as as uh, multilingual as as Jose Mourinho over here on the uh, the Healy and Bailey Notebook. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all do. We all do. Where can the folks find you on the socials? Of, of course, sir. Uh, on Twitter slash X, you can find me at Wanderers Notes, and of course, you can find my website at WanderersNotebook.ca. And recently, I know what a shock! I joined Threads, um, just because. It seems like there are a number of different people who are moving over there. So uh, I just joined with my personal account. And so that's at JRJ Healy. So, yeah. What about you, sir? Very nice. I am not on threads, uh, but I am on the old X. And you can follow me at uh, C-A-N-F-U-T-B-O-L-T-A-L-K. That is canned football talk. And it is Canadian soccer talk on Twitter. It would be a lot easier if I just had Canadian soccer talk as my account if you own that account i will buy it off you for twenty dollars so um <laughs> that's where you can find me on mitchell bailey seven on instagram if you want to follow me there for some reason but um yeah that's that's all the good news so we got this episode we did another interview with a player last week we got another one in the bag so we're, we're pretty set we're set up pretty well so put this one out today and then we've got two more that we'll roll out yeah. next week we're, we're doing great. We just need to start our uh, crowdfunding so you can be able to buy the handle you want and then we'll be set. <laughs> Do it. That's the dream. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Very well. Take care. <laughs>